y'all. Welcome to the Tatler Square Podcast, an extraordinary voyage of exciting auditory prattle that offers absorbing matters, unbelievable anecdotes, and astonishing stories, with each episode offering a distinctive point of view and enlightening perspectives on life. Feel something unprecedented to keep you educated and entertained anywhere, anytime. Before we delve into this episode's delight-filled experience, here's a quick message from our sponsors. In the previous episode, Jackson tried to take revenge, but I managed to beat him. But I was so carried away by my feelings that I got myself under attack, and Jackson had an interesting video. Hi everyone, my name's Emma, and I recommend you watch the previous episodes if you missed them. And I have plans to take revenge on the one who's blackmailing me. Do you want to know whether I brought my plan into effect or not? Watch this episode to the end. Jackson was a typical villain, and just as typically predictable in his anger. I really mean it. I was even bored to watch all that. He appeared to be not an anti-hero, but rather some kind of an idiot. The first thing he ordered me to do was to follow him and look into his eyes, as well as help him on trifles, like bringing him a tray in the dining room, packing up his things or sitting on the grandstand, and squeaking enthusiastically when he was training with his team. Apparently, this is how he was going to assert himself. Well, you see that he was a petty villain. But, of course, these stupid orders damaged my pride. I'm a genius. He could find a more practical use for me. At least I could do his homework for him. But he seemed to think of me as a silly hen. But I kept silent and did everything as he said. Why make such an unstable person angry? Others were surprised. Some even tried to say something. But Jackson didn't give me an order not to respond to offenses. So all the disgruntled very quickly learned why they should never even think badly of me. In fact, I didn't do anything global to them. A couple of words here, an accident there, and even the dumbest ones connected their own problems with the fact that they had insulted me, the darling. And I told my sisters that this was all a big and insidious plan named after me. I also added some mysteries, as if I was doing all this to avenge them, because Jackson had offended them more than once. It was not so untrue, though. Actually, I had a plan, and it was quite working. I just needed time for the villain to relax and believe that I was in his hands. And then, my golden hands and my talent for breaking locks would come into play. But while I was following the footsteps of Jackson, pretending to be satisfied with the role of his pet dog, something else happened. When Harry tried to interfere several times, Jackson ordered me to quarrel with him in a loud and defiant manner. And if I refused, he would send everyone that video with my participation. So I had to quarrel with Harry. I tried, however, to come up with such an excuse to make Harry understand that I didn't actually want to hurt him. But still, it was an ugly and loud quarrel. For we began to argue in the library, and we finished in the schoolyard, before a bunch of witnesses. I shouted that I could choose with whom to be friends or communicate, that Jackson was much prettier and better than Harry. At least he had the money to buy his girlfriend whatever she wanted. Well, I also pulled a love card on him claiming how much I was in love with this jerk. All I had to do was hope that Harry was a really smart guy, and that he would understand that I would never actually say anything like that. But I wasn't sure that he would understand. After this quarrel, I was finally tired of pretending to be a dutiful dog at Jackson's feet. So I chose the right time and just climbed into his locker and hacked his iPhone, with the help of wax, scotch, and my own stubbornness. Fortunately, he still used the unlocking with his finger. 
Otherwise, I would have had to act more aggressively. And then I removed the video from his phone and from the cloud. And I also formatted everything that was stored there. However, I had previously dropped the dirt on my phone. Why? In fact, montage is a great thing. Especially if you have skills and know how to fix everything correctly. I had it all. For I was a genius after all. So in my spare time from Jackson, who kept thinking I was his obedient doll, I made the dirt on Jackson himself out of my own dirt. All I had to do was lay a couple of frames and change me for him. It took literally a couple of hours, and the great stuff was ready, and no cop could figure it out thanks to the bad quality of the video. And it served him right, for he shouldn't have blackmailed weak little me. Naturally, I wasn't going to blackmail Jackson back. I just didn't need it. Why? It was enough to leak the video on the school network, so everyone could enjoy the way this hero throws an envelope with another man's money into the French teacher's bag. Didn't I tell you that revenge should be served to the offender's face? Well, so he caught it with his face. And the most interesting thing was that Jackson had no chance to slime away. The French teacher had already been kicked out of school, which meant that's what shown in the video was absolutely true. Think of my previous experience with the tests as a trial setup, a kind of last chance. And now I played it in a serious manner. I played safe. As soon as the video reached the ears, or rather the eyes, of representatives of the school office, an investigation immediately took place. And not such as it was the last time, but a real one, even with the involvement of the police. And that was right. That was a real theft, and with a malicious intent towards the teacher, Jackson was kicked out. He tried to shout something else about the fact that the main evil was me. But who would listen to the criminal? Especially the one who blames everything on sweet, naive me, with my big eyes and impeccable reputation. Of course, some people knew the truth. Harry knew it. I just had to make peace with him. And my sisters did. But they were silent, for they themselves were glad that there was a talent that managed to clamp down on the main hooligan and bully in the school. And they also had no proof. Meanwhile, on a wave of success, I decided to act. I had enough of sitting and dreaming about feelings. Still, Jackson unwittingly helped me get rid of stupid affections with his orders. I mean the quarrel with Harry, because they only prevented me from getting to my goal. Now, without unnecessary love, without having to think about someone other than myself, I could finally start my big game of driving out superfluous relatives of my house. This is what I did as soon as I got home. It was easy to finally set William up. He already had been in bad with his parents. And all I had to do was bring their disappointment to a maximum. After all, for Mother Jessica, the reputation of the family was so important. I started the preparation in advance. I took my mother's pressure pills and sprinkled some into a bottle of water, which my brother always carried with him. When William once again went somewhere on his boyish business with a stuffed bottle, I climbed into his room and looked around. I needed something. Fortunately, my younger brother offered me a weapon against him. His passion for collecting cars was something I never understood. Why spend money on such expensive nonsense? But my parents believed that the boy should be interested in something, and willingly sponsored all purchases. This collection had to disappear. I gathered all the cars, as well as some of the things that could theoretically be sold at a higher price, such as game consoles, skateboards, and other stuff, and then I brought it to a pawn shop. As an honest girl, I returned the money from the sale to William. I put it in the closet, away from his eyes. Meanwhile, my brother came home, and judging by the way he clung to the walls and wobbled, the water was good for him. Or rather, it was good for me, because when my parents were looking at how William was trying to climb the stairs, of course, they wouldn't think that there were some pills in his water. More likely, judging by my mother's face, they decided that there was not water in the bottle. 
and they even tried to check it, but my brother showed them an empty bottle laughing. And then everything went exactly as I had planned. While my father tried to bring William to his senses and interrogate him, my mother was checking his room. And of course, she could find neither the expensive collection nor some other things. Everything was obvious to the adults. Apparently because of poor genetics or lack of education, my brother has taken the low road and got carried away by something that is not talked about in a decent family. Alcohol. Or maybe even worse substances. He even started selling things since he was deprived of his pocket money. Actually, I was a little frightened by how quickly they believed in my show. Well, you know, this particular child lived in their house for several years and was never caught doing something inappropriate, not a single time. Well, he wasn't even naughty like all boys. He was just curious sometimes, and it was always harmless, and our parents called him a criminal. Of course, it was in my interests, so I pretended that everything was okay and I added some pepper to my parents' panic fire, remembering that I saw my brother in bad company. Immediately, the story of the devastated workshop came to light. However, now it was presented not as a prank, but like a kind of what-to-sell quest. And, as a result, William, who had learned from his previous experience, didn't even try to defend himself. Or maybe he couldn't, for the pills were still working. He was locked in his room without the right to go out until they decided what to do with him. I was glad. Finally, everything began to go as it should. William was no longer my rival. I overheard my parents talking to each other about taking him back to the boarding school. There were sisters in line, and my plan already contained everything I had to do to get rid of them. And first of all, according to my own tradition, I had to arrange a meeting with the twins in my room. Of course, a top secret one. A meeting that no one could tell anybody about. And then the usual logic got into the game and my sisters were not logical-minded at all. Subscribe to the channel to not miss the continuation of the story. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Tatler Square Podcast, an extraordinary voyage of exciting auditory prattle that offers absorbing matters unbelievable anecdotes and astonishing stories with each episode offering a distinctive point of view and enlightening perspectives on life feel something unprecedented to keep you educated and entertained anywhere anytime before we delve into this episode's delight-filled experience here's a quick message from our sponsors